Robbie Knox here, landlord of the Moon Underwater, and I have a very exciting announcement to share with you. Have you ever found yourself listening along to the podcast thinking, hmm, I wish I could experience this with my own eyes in the real world? Well, you're in luck, because very soon the Moon Underwater will be returning to the other realm for a special live show. As it's such a special occasion, we thought we'd invite an equally special guest along. Joining us on the night to create their dream pub is the Edinburgh Comedy Award-winning comedian Ahir Shah. It's taking place on Sunday the 7th of April at Moth Club in London. Tickets are on general sale now. Search Moon Under Pod on socials, head to our page and click the link in the bio to get your tickets. We look forward to seeing you there. everyone welcome back to the moon underwater and in the correct realm this week is mp jess phillips uh, jess grew up and still lives in birmingham in an absolute metropolis of pubs folklore and socialist slash communist meetings above them and they've influenced her pub life very greatly we're about to delve back into Jess's dream pub, but before then, we have the small matter of those poached tenterhooks, which Robin strung us out on with his quiz about TV chefs. Robin. Thanks, John. Yes, our Moon on Daughter pub quiz all about TV chefs. Question one, the brilliant Keith Floyd would often invite his cameraman in for a close-up of his wine-soaked concoctions, but what was the cameraman's name? Terry, Clive or Ian? Jess, what are you what are you going for? I'm going Ian, but I don't know. John, it's Clive. It um, is Clive. Come on, Clive, have a look at that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So you think there was another one? I think yeah, there was a there was a Clive replacement because oh. I once tried for our radio five. You applied live for show. that job. <laughs> I applied for the job as Keith Floyd's cameraman. I tried to get hold of Clive oh. in order for us to interview for our unsung heroes section. Yeah. There was an episode of Balamori, yeah. the children's TV programme, which I, I mean, I was either tripping or <laughs> I was having some sort of fever dream. Uh, it's like probably like 5am in the morning. I'm watching it with a baby that's just woken up. But Keith Floyd appeared on and he's with Susie Sweets, the woman from the sweet shop. They're just dancing around. And I have looked for this on the internet and I cannot find it anywhere. Right. Uh, but I, I, I am certain that Susie Sweets did a dance with Keith Floyd in an episode of Balamora. It sounds like a dream. It does. <laughs> well, it's uh, Susie Sweets' creepy metal song, if you look for it on YouTube. Oh, there you go. Creepy metal song? Yeah. With Keith Floyd? And it's got Keith Floyd in it? Yeah. I feel vindicated. It is Keith Floyd. It's Keith Floyd quite late in his life, I would say. Yes, I would say so. And I would say they were both quite drunk during the uh, performance. <laughs> Uh, so it's, the cameraman is Clive North, right? Uh, who was Keith Floyd's cameraman, and what a uh, what a combo they made! Yeah, love it. You don't make shows like that anymore. The food he made on rewatching because he's on Saturday Kitchen yeah, all the yeah. time. They replay it. Looks horrible. <laughs> it's just something to do with that eighties <laughs> colouring. Everything is brown. Yeah, it's like horrible. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sort of beige, mustardy coloured yeah. sauces. It looks like he was a terrible cook, but okay. 
Uh, it was amusing to watch. It really was. Um, <laughs> question two was Rick Stein's Jack Russell Terrier. Was he called Kipper, Hank, or Chalky? Jess? I think it's Chalky. Chalky John? Yeah, it's Chalky. Of course it's Chalky. Yeah, Chalky, uh, RIP, died age 17 in 2007. Oh, so that's a long life for a little dog. It is, good innings. Mm, mm. And uh, question three, which TV chef spent two years in prison for burgling singer Paul Young's house in 1998? Gina DeCampo, Tom Akins, or Mary Berry? It's got to be Tom Akins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. Well, I've gone by a sort of process of elimination for Tom Aitkins as well. It's not Mary Berry, and I can't... Um, I, is it? Can it be Gino DeCampo? It is Gino DeCampo, yeah. No! What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Gino. If my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, my son says that to me <laughs> every single day. I if love it. If my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike. Yeah, Gino DeCampo, yeah. There is not a day of my life goes by that my son doesn't quote Gino DeCampo. Yeah, me? there we go. In 1998... He was in prison for robbing Paul Young. Yeah. Paul Young seems like a boring man to rob. Yeah. <laughs> In 1998, he was convicted of burgling Singapore Young's London home and served two years in prison. Every time you say Singapore <laughs> Young, it sounds like you're saying Singapore. Singapore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. DeCampo has apologised to Young, who accepted and suggested that DeCampo could invite him to dinner in his restaurant. And the Wikipedia entry just ends there. doesn't say that he went to the restaurant or not. Just kind of, but I think they're friends now. Or, you know, made, they've made peace with it, at least. Good. Well, you know, I believe in second chances. Yeah, yeah, we all make mistakes. What an extraordinary tip hit <laughs> back there, Rob. That is amazing. Well, uh, we head back from the Moon Underwater pub quiz uh, to Jess Phillips's dream pub. We're going to ask you for your two spirits now, uh, Jess, but then I want to chat to you about pub life in the House of Commons. What spirits are you going for? Um... I mean, obviously, I, I mainly drink the normal spirits like vodka, gin, tequila is my, uh, is, I think you should, in fact, I, I'm definitely going to have a good tequila. What's that nice one? <laughs> I know I should know this. Uh, not like, you know, the classic Jose Cuervo, which is fine. Um, but I like shots in a pub, especially when you're the bar staff. There is something really, really the camaraderie of you all having a shot together, which I'm sure is illegal. Um, but we used to do it all the time. But now I really um, like, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Either is it Padron or... Padron, yes. Yeah, Padron or there is the one in the tall bottle that I quite like as well at the moment. But let's go Padron. So I'm going to have some tequila because uh, I like I like rituals of any kind. And the ritual of tequila is one that I really, really like and the almost no good nights don't at some point have everybody doing the ritualistic thing together that is uh, like drinking tequila in, in my view. So I'm going to have tequila. Is that white or gold? I don't actually mind anymore. In time gone by, I would have only had gold, but now I might go white actually. Okay. But I don't mind. And then, now it's a toss-up. I once went into a pub that doesn't exist. And again, I felt like it was a fever dream, this pub. We've all been into a pub that doesn't mm. exist. And I've tried to find it since. And apparently it has closed. But it took me, like, talking to people on Instagram and, and Twitter to find this out. It was on Carnaby, not Carnaby Street, which is the one uh, um, that has the markets on. It's in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. It's got. It's in West London, um, like Notting Hill Way. And they have loads of like street markets with antiques on it. Anyway, it was on that road. Maybe not bed knobs and broomsticks. 
yeah, they go there. Anyway, I went in a pub and it, you, it was like a normal pub out the front. And then there was like sort of tree houses you had to climb and loads of plants. And I ate oysters in there. And at the bar, I ordered because it was there. And there was a French woman, young French woman behind the bar. And I ordered because they had it, a Ricard. Ooh. Because I absolutely love on a hot day to drink pastis. And um, she looked at me like, and I said, oh, do people not ordinarily order that? And she said, no, only old French men have ever had a drink out <laughs> of this bottle. And it made me feel fancy. Uh, and like I was like original, like young woman drinking Ricard in a London pub where you, I then had to climb a ladder to lie down on a bed. It was so weird. It was the weirdest pub ever. Do you mean the Portobello Road? Portobello Road, that's what I mean. There's a whole song about it in Bed Knobs and Brooms. It's like, Portobello Road, Portobello Road. And Dire Straits. Oh, and Dire Straits. My Portobello Bell. Oh, yes, you're correct. Mm. And actually, the Dire Straits link is not one to be sniffed at because it reminds me, Rickard reminds me of the 1980s being uh, on some long road trip where my dad would undoubtedly have been listening to uh, Brothers in Arms Mm. by Dire Straits and then we would go to drive to France with too many children in a car and my dad would drink Rickard uh, and it it reminds me of that. So actually, I, I'm just going to stick with Ricard. Otherwise, it would have been my Myers rum when I was a barmaid. Ooh, I yeah. used to drink Myers mm. rum with Coke all the time. And it just tastes like sherbet. Mm. And it's delicious. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Ricard. OK, that's superb. So Padron White Tequila, Ricard Pastis de Marseille, to give it its full title. Mm-hmm. And Jess, we're about to head into the pub library here. One of the biggest libraries is certainly the area where Hansard is uh, collated and stored in the Houses of Commons. Every word spoken, uh, diligently typed up and recorded. But in its many halls and corridors and nooks and crannies, how many bars does the House of Commons have? And what are they like? Okay, it has loads. I probably couldn't... So there are some that... There are lots of places you can drink alcohol when you're eating food. So there's restaurants and things. Uh, the, the main one is the Strangers Bar, which is very small, but leads out onto the terrace of the House of Commons, which is very big. And, you know, sort of looking across the Thames. I once took some American politicians out there and they were like, oh, my gosh, are there not just snipers trying to kill you from across the... I was like, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, aren't people with long lens cameras, like looking at you drinking champagne and stuff? And I was like, that, no, like just having a pint like uh, it's a different culture I suppose in America but uh, so the strangers bar which is like wood panelling it's got TV screens for when either that usually are just showing what's going on in the commons or the enunciator so we can tell when the votes are coming uh, it has a tiny bar like that no more than two people could ever stand behind and serve and often parla- parliamentarians like you'll get a local draft from your constituency and then the par- member of parliament goes and pulls the pint from that local draft the member of parliament for Burton must be behind there all the bloody time they've got carling on constantly (laughs) so that's the sort of main one that most people if they were visiting and strangers means you're not a member of parliament but you actually can't really go in there unless you're with a member of parliament or you have a parliamentary pass but the, the, I'm actually not sure whether it closed after the whole Me Too, uh, Westminster, Pestminster thing. There was another one. Um, the name has escaped me, but uh, it was where all the that was where all the like young the the researchers and the staff in Parliament, not the staff who worked for Parliament, but the staff who worked for MPs, would go um, and. Um, 
it's uh, yeah that I think it got shut down as sort of like it's the it's the pubs making sex pests, not the patriarchy, which I found to be amusing. Like you know, I've never groped anyone, and I've lived in and out of pubs my whole life. <laughs> I don't I don't think pubs make you know. It's like what was that goldy looking chain? Guns don't kill people. Rappers do. <laughs> um, it's um, it's like you know. But that again, they're very small. There's a bar in the Lords. Uh, I've never actually been in there. But then there are various restaurants and stuff where obviously you can buy wine and drink beer. And um, they even sell wine in the tea room at the House of Commons. You can buy a small bottle of wine, which sometimes people put into a cup as if they're drinking tea, but they're actually drinking wine. Really? Mm-hmm. Seen it happen with my own eyes. Has the culture changed a great deal? Yeah. 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 Look, I don't think it is the place it once was in that regard. But of course, if you go into the strangers bar, it's always the same people in there. Really? <laughs> like any pub, like any good pub. Yeah. You, and the journalists are all in there trying to pick up tidbits of information. And, you know, there's people bringing in young women and like that sort of stuff still goes on. But it's nowhere. It's I couldn't describe the culture as one that, you know, that I've read about in like, you know, the Alan Clark Diaries or and like you know it's not it's not the same mm. so one of the bars i think in the house of commons is called the smoking room oh the smoking room yeah 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 are you actually allowed to smoke in there no they get served cubes of cheese oh, right. <laughs> i think was the replacement for the smoking yeah the smoking room but that's only for members of parliament like you the public uh, absolutely can't go in there so, and that is tends to be where you go for a drink in between when you're doing a long night of voting because it's right next to where you vote it's it's easy to walk to where you vote. Strangers Bar is up a flight of stairs. It's not far, but um, the smoking room is, is closest. But yeah, that is just for members of parliament. Um, but no, yeah, you can't smoke in there. But I believe after the smoking ban, it was the last place ever that in public you were allowed to smoke after the smoking ban. But that has now gone. Yeah, MPs must have to be very careful because if you're in a very high stress job at odd hours, you know, away from family and stuff, and you're surrounded by bars... It must be quite an easy sort of crutch to fall back on. Have the, are there sort of high levels of alcoholism amongst yep, MPs? Yep, massive. Yep. Yes, there is high level. I, whether it's as bad as it was in the past, I don't know. But yes, there is alcoholism amongst MPs, almost certainly more so than in the general population because of the nature of being away from home, I'd say. Um, as it goes, as in, um, I should imagine with adultery as well. But yeah, uh, there is, uh, I, w- I would say, I-, I mean, I've seen with my own eyes as somebody, you know, quite well versed in substance misuse, quite a lot of people who are clearly uh, on the wrong side of that particular line. It's a stressful job as well, isn't it? You know, and sometimes you have to watch it because I remember on the day that we were voting on war in Syria about sending planes with bombs to Syria sort of febrile atmosphere of uh, of doing something like that and an eight hour long debate that most people were sitting through in its entirety sort of popping in and out like you did feel like you needed a glass of wine do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and you have to be careful when feeling like you need a glass of wine is different to just wanting one in a sort of social environment so yeah I, I would say it's definitely a problematic environment for that yeah I mean particularly where people are literally you know disagreeing does that disagreement spill into the bar and, and is fueled by alcohol? It, I mean, it has done famously, hasn't it? Yeah. It has done famously. But no, not really, I have to say. Largely, we're all sat in the pub together. We all eat at the same canteen. You can have a journalist who's written like a terrible hatchet job piece on you and you're then next to them in the sandwich queue and you chat about your kids. Yeah. Uh, and I, I understand that people find that quite hard to imagine, but it is a workplace. Mm. 
Um, it is like, do you like all your colleagues? No, like you hate him from accounting. But, you know, when you have to sit next to him at the Christmas meal, you, you're not a dick to him, are you? Mm. Like it's it is a workplace and we have a job to do it. And largely we get on with each other. Um, there, there are obviously red lines and there are people I wouldn't talk to. I try and avoid the sex pests, but then let's face it, they try and avoid me. Well, Jess, we need to start rattling through some of these choices, lest the seat of democracy come to its knees with your absence. But first, we're going to head to the pub library for Robin's choice. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, thanks, John. Yes, welcome to the pub library. Uh, This week, it is Brideshead Revisited. But specifically, it is I, I subscribe to Vittles, the Substack, which is a really good newsletter about food and drink. And the author Deirdre Tynan has compiled every mention of food and drink in Brideshead Revisited in chronological order. Wow. <laughs> and, it's, and it makes for this kind of really bizarre, kind of fantastical, kind of strange poem. I'll just read a little extract from this. It's quite good. I like it. There's something quite kind of weirdly moving about it as well so here we go tall glasses of lager the staple of France Dubonnet scented with cloves two beer bottles brandy cognac coffee the Ritz grill meringues iced water sweets a cocktail party the morning orange juice a whiskey and soda not iced Whiskey in two jugs, one of iced water, the other of boiling water. A cup of hot chocolate. The life-sized effigy of a swan moulded in ice and filled with caviar. Glassy titbits, potted shrimp, an impoverished bar, toast, little balls of crumb, pools of spilt wine, some brandy drinking in the smoking room, salmon kedgeree and cold bradenham ham, muscat grapes and cantaloupe, whiskey in tepid water, a nip of champagne, wine, champagne, wine. Some tea or something, beefsteak, cocktails, trays of glasses. Luncheon, smell of gin and cigarette ends. Lime-scented evening, brandy butter and the Carlsbad plums, port, hot oil and garlic and stale wine, champagne, epilogue, sandwiches, tea. Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) I could just listen to that all day. It's like a mad shopping list. It's like a poem. It's beautiful. It's great, isn't it? And and so one of the things that was, like Evelyn Waugh said about Brideshead Revisited, was that it it was kind of, it was meant that it was hedonistic to contrast with the experiences of World War II and the sense of loss for the interwar years. So it is this incredibly indulgent kind of thing when you're reading it. There's so much kind of food and drink and stuff. It's great. It's funny, uh, I, you know, lots of people would think that was terribly pompous to write about something that was, you know, l- nothing like most people's experiences. But people often say to me, oh, you know, did you watch that documentary on, or, d- you know, that, that film about the benefit system? And I think, no, I've watched the fucking Bake Off. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I need to get away from it sometimes. Mm. Like, I need whimsy and escapism in my life when, when the reality is too much. So, well done, Evelyn Moore. <laughs> We also, Jess, have a jukebox here in the Moon Underwater and we ask every guest to select an album that they would most like to hear in their dream pub. Uh, what would you go for? 
Oh, a whole album. Gosh, I never think in terms of albums anymore. Are you Generation Spotify? Not really, but um, I tell you what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for the first album I ever bought on CD, uh, and it goes to my love of the 90s and 90s R&B, and it would be TLC, Crazy, Sexy, Cool. I like every song on that album. Nice. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that. And there is, like, I, I love in a pub when people just start dancing. Mm. And that would make me dance. Well, superb choice. Um, I remember that uh, album doing the rounds when I was, but I think I would have been about 12, maybe, when that came out, 13. What's your wildcard choice? This is anything you like. Anything I like in the pub. Mm. Um, okay, it's, I don't, don't think it necessarily is a wild card. I absolutely hated when people started putting like big games in pubs. That was uh, a low point for me. <laughs> like big Jenga, uh, stuff like that. Big yeah. Jenga, get fucking rid. But the thing I love to do in the pub and do on a near weekly basis is I love to play cards in the in the pub. So I would have a pack of cards. Every good pub should have a pack of cards behind the bar and every good barmaid or barman should have a lighter in their pocket, even in a time of no smoking in the pubs. Uh, my husband still always carries a lighter with him for years of being a barman. That's a great choice. What card game do you play? What's your favourite? <laughs> Shithead. Yeah, I haven't played that since <laughs> I was at school. Great game. And every single person you play it with has a selection of rules. My friend Amy has a selection of rules that means basically every card is a magic card. I'm like, this is a pointless yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, now, Johnny come fly be nightlies, we leave you for a second to find out uh, who Jess's dream pub companion is. If you'd like to hear this choice and also get advance warning for live shows, an extra bonus podcast behind the cellar door and access to early ad-free episodes, you can go to Patreon, moonunderpod.com or patreon.com forward slash moonunderpod to help support this uh, crazy old tavern. Uh, for those of you who don't support us on Patreon, we'll see you back in a bit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thousands of people listen to the moon underwater every week, and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you're to be part of the moon underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com. And we're back. We're back to you all after Jess Phillips's two, two, that's right, uh, two Dream Pub Companions. But we have two more bits of business for you before we let you go, Jess. We'd like to thank you so much for your time here. First off, you spoke about not liking big games in pubs. But what one thing, behaviour or item 
or whatever would you ban from your dream pub? You're barred. I feel like this must be a popular one, but I'm going to say kids. <laughs> it is a popular one. <laughs> a popular and controversial choice. Yeah, it is. I don't mind kids being in the pub till about seven, eight o'clock. I don't like it after that. So I'm going to say kids. I've got kids. Uh, I mean, one of them is an adult, so he can get be in the pub. And I like kids. I just, I don't want them after a certain time of night in the pub. Uh, I don't think it's good for them. That makes me sound like I'm Mary Whitehouse. Uh, it's not going to hurt them. I was in the pub late at night when I was a kid. But yeah, I much prefer it. And yeah, uh, the option of being able to take your kids means they pester you to come. Mm, right. And that annoys me. So kids after, say, 7pm, are we saying there? Kids after 7pm. It's a hard pass, yeah. Hurry up, please. It's time. Well, finally, before we let you go back to the other realm and the other house, but not the other house, (laughs) the other place, not the other place, the House of Commons, just say what it is. Uh, What are we going to call this pub? What would you name your dream pub? During lockdown, we sort of tried to set up like a, a pub in our house where we had like crisps, you know, the way you can pull the crisps off, uh, mm. like properly set up. And we called our pub the Duck and Hand Grenade. And <laughs> that is what I'm going to call my pub, the Duck and Hand Grenade. That's great because I think the pub in bottom is called the Dog and Hand... No, it's called the Dog and Hand Gun. Well, that is almost certainly the inspiration because it was my husband who named it the duck and hand grenade yeah and he once went to see bottom live and actually had to leave the audience because he was laughing so much he was like having a fit (laughs) nothing is funnier to my husband tom than people harming themselves (laughs) basically slapstick is is like that if you fall over don't expect any sympathy he's going to laugh in your face and uh, he absolutely loved Bottom. So um, my children are obsessed with the young ones as well because of my husband's uh, influence over them. So, yeah, the duck and hand grenade almost certainly was the, you know, has, has its inspirations in that because it was my husband's choice. Well, thank you so much for creating the duck and hand grenade with us. In it, you have Star Praman, Rattler Cider, That Nice Riesling from Grace and James, Bitter Lemon, You have TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool, playing on the jukebox. Padron White Tequila, Ricard Pastis de Marseille, and also every barman with cards and a lighter to hand. Thank you so much for joining us, Jess, and we wish you all the best back in the House of Commons. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you're to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.